Welcome to Love and Lust. My name is Anna Lebev. Love and Lust is a podcast about sex and relationships. Viewing discretion and listening discretion is definitely advised. Hi guys, welcome to Love and Lust. My name is Anna Lebev. Um, so I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods, but in California, we just like closed down again, and um, because of COVID, obviously. And my immediate reaction was like panic. I don't know how everyone else felt, but I was panicking. I don't really know why I was panicking, but my first thought was, oh my God, I didn't get those white pants from the store. And I had to really stop and think to myself, because I know I'm not that petty, you know, to like panic about just like some trivial shopping shit. So I was like, why am I so stressed out about this? And I think it's just because there's like no end date. And there hasn't been an end date. So um, I did what I've been doing the last four months to like de-stress. I went and took a drive. Um, I needed to go to the grocery store. And um, I had actually to go to the grocery store for myself. And I had to go for my brother as well. Um, So I went to the grocery store. And um, I before I went to the grocery store, I had realized I had only interacted with really four other people besides my family members um, since March. Like, like physical interaction, right? And I was like, wow, that is so fucking weird. Four other people besides my family members, that's so fucking weird. Um, so I went to the store and, you know, I, I'm pretty friendly. I have that like Florida thing in me where I say hello to people. And I was saying hello. And I actually hadn't seen someone attractive in a couple of weeks, right? And um, this guy comes. I don't know if he's attractive not or not because he had a mask on, but he... Um, was very tall very tall he's like probably like six six i'm really good at height he's probably like six six and he comes towards me and says hi and i did something i have never done in my life like i retracted and froze like i just fucking froze like i didn't know what to do and he like looked at me and kind of started walking away and i was like hi <laughs> and my interactions were just like i never felt that before like that awkwardness and I think also I was panicking because I haven't seen certain family members in a long time um like I really want to see my brother um he's in the midwest and his wife and I can't unless I go drive to them right now so um yeah I think that's why I was panicking because it's like there's no end date like to and it just you know everything just started up over again so that's what we're doing in california we're shutting down i don't know where you guys are um and if you guys are back to being open or whatnot but i hope everyone is staying safe um and staying blessed um so now i'm going to talk about something that i don't even really want to fucking talk about i don't want to talk about it like let's let me be very clear i don't want to talk about this but because i had hundreds of people asking me my opinion on this i was like okay on tuesday i will talk about this I will talk about it. And you guys know I'm a comedian. I'm going to make jokes. Things are very fucking funny. Um, 
some things are very funny, but I'm going to do it in a way where it's not hurtful. That's my main goal is to not hurt people, just to make them laugh. Um, not to pick on people, so I pick on myself mostly um, when I do my jokes. Um, so what I'm going to talk about is the entanglement. <laughs> Will Smith, Jada Pickett Smith, and August, I don't even remember his last name. I should know his last name, but I don't remember. Anyhow, a lot of people ask me about my opinion about what happened and what happened at the red table with Will Smith and with Jada. Now, I'm gonna tell you, I only watched it one time. I only watched it one time. I didn't want to watch it again. Um, I didn't want to sit there and analyze everything. That just wasn't something that was in my um, on my to-do list. So, um, one thing that I have learned, and I have learned, and this is, a, this is why I've learned this. Um, some years back, I had a friend. And this friend was having problems with their significant other, right? And they told me about what was going on with the significant other and they cheated, blah, blah, blah. For years, I was mad at this person's uh, spouse. Let's just say spouse. This person's spouse, right? Well, not too long ago, I found out that my friend was the one who started the cheating. And this person never told me this, right? She, she or he had started the cheating and it was now like a ping back, like going back and forth. Ever since then, I was like, you know what? I stay the hell out of people's relationships. Now you're like, you're probably saying, oh, but you give relationship advice. Yeah, like if you tell me, right? Okay, so I had spent all this time, all this energy being mad at someone and being mad at a situation when I didn't have all the facts. Now, um, I'm going to tell you what I saw when I saw the, um, let's say package, that's what we call it, package um, in journalism. When I saw the package, I saw two people um, talking about an issue. And to me, it just, it didn't, obviously it didn't look like a new revelation. It didn't look like something that just came out because August had put it out there. And I actually liked it because what I saw was a husband and wife on one accord. Now, being um, having been married for a long time myself, I saw how powerful and I know how powerful it is for a couple to be on one accord. And they clearly, to me, were about this issue or about whatever you want to call it, about this, you know, affair. Um the ending really showed that they were talking about bad marriage or something like that. Um, bad marriage, staying together through a bad marriage or something like that. I don't remember exact the exact terminology. So I saw that they were together on this issue. Um, what they had agreed on talking about, what they had agreed on doing, and um, what they had agreed on as a couple as, you know, that was therapeutic for them to get over this. And I liked it. I liked that I saw that because no couple is perfect. No marriage is perfect. Whatever they choose to do with their marriage is what they choose to do with their marriage. Whatever me and my ex-husband chose to do with our marriage is what we chose. And I don't think that people should try to get involved and try to um, really describe uh, what happened in the relationship when you don't know everything because you don't have all the facts. So Jada basically said she wasn't feeling, this is what I heard and what I remember. She wasn't feeling good about herself. They had went through a separation 
And so she had an affair with August. And then I remember um, Will saying something about he got her back. And she was like, oh, yeah, you you got me back. There was that kind of banter. And uh, then they were talking about their marriage and sticking together. And a lot of people were commenting that Will was like super hurt. I don't know if Will was hurt. I can't look at him and tell you if he's hurt because I don't know what it looks like when he's hurt, when he's happy. I mean, he looked like that in Hancock. He looked that like that in Pursuit of Happiness. He is an actor. She's an actor. Here's what I do know. This um, package was produced by them. It was put out by them. I feel like if he was really hurting and if he was really upset, which, you know, he probably is upset about it. And she probably is upset about certain things. I feel like she would have had more compassion and she probably would have stopped, went and hugged him, reassured that, you know, they're on the same accord, that's not going to happen in their marriage again, something like that. But that didn't happen. And the thing is, like I was saying, this is their narrative that they gave to the public. Just like how the Kardashians put it out. I probably shouldn't be saying all this, telling you guys how Hollywood works. This is probably not good for me. But um, they put this out there. They edited it. They wrote what they're going to talk about. Somebody was probably there on their team saying, say this, don't say that, cut this, don't cut that. You know what I mean? Like, so you can't just sit there and, and tell or think that you know what actually happened. They gave the facts. You could, you know, be discerning, discerning. Another thing people need to watch out for is comparing your relationships to others and comparing your relationships to things that happen in Hollywood. That's just like... A lot of people do that, and I don't know if they really notice that they're doing that, but people in Hollywood live on a different realm and a different level. And you can't compare your relationship to some people that are in a different, like, realm. Like, they have more options. They have more things they can do than what us mere mortals are. Okay, so to wrap up my thoughts about the whole Jada, Will, August thing, um, I don't comment, like I was saying, on people's marriages and their situation. I don't know all the facts. I don't know what was going on. Um, I like the fact at the end that they were on one accord, even if you agree with having sticking together, if you have a bad marriage, sticking together, you know, regardless. I just like the fact that I saw them in the togetherness. But sitting there and trying to decipher and cut apart their relationship from that little six to nine minute piece that's impossible and it'd be inaccurate for me to do so so that's my thoughts on it don't compare your relationship to other people's relationship especially a hollywood relationship and honestly focus on yourself in your relationships i thought the whole entanglement thing was funny i think it is funny the memes are funny um there's a lot of them so they're kind of getting old now but <laughs> it's funny it's a good word entanglement Anyhow, so going to the topic of the day, we're going to talk about sex myths. And I kind of like hinted at it in the last episode, um, female sexuality part two. And um, the first one I'm going to talk about is the one that everyone was like, oh, my God. And it's about female blue balls, female pink walls or pink balls. Those are all the names that they are called. But the actual, the actual name is, is called vasoconstriction. And it's defined as the narrowing constriction of blood vessels by small muscles in their walls. 
And a lot of guys just did not know that women can get, quote unquote, blue balls just like them. And I'm here to tell you, it happens. It freaking happens. And um, how, what does it feel like? It's been described as an achy, throbby clitoris. I'll stand by that one. A sore uterus. I'll stand by that one. And an aching feeling of fullness. These are not my descriptions, but I stand by all three of them. Um, basically, there's blood flow going on down there. And that's why you feel fullness. That's why you're throbbing. It can last from moments to hours. And I'll stand by that as well. The shit fucking hurts. It hurts so bad. And the thing is, it's like, I don't know how blue balls feel because I'm not a guy. But like, it's when I have experienced it, it's like the only thing that's on my mind. The only thing. And it hurts a lot. I turn into a fucking monster. Like, I just need to go sit somewhere by myself and handle my, my problem. <laughs> But yes, we get blue balls just like you guys, okay? Um, another myth, only guys have wet dreams. False. Anybody that can have an orgasm can have a wet dream. Anybody, okay? Um, another uh, sex myth that I get a lot question is about ejaculation. It's about um, if you masturbate a lot, will you come or have um, trouble ejaculating? Studies have proven over and over this is incorrect. Now, what could happen is that you're used to a certain method for you to ejaculate, and that could be hindering your ejectile um, when you're actually having a sexual act. For instance, if you are masturbating and if you're you are doing it fast and quick, you know, um, like that, but you're having sex with your partner and it's like slow grind. That could be the issue because it's not the way that you're accustomed to doing it. Okay. Another myth. Okay. I get this question. And I will answer it every fucking time. I will because I don't like it. I don't, I just don't like it because I just feel like it really plays on people's psyche. Um, it really does. Like, at least with females, you can get like bigger boobs. You can get a bigger ass if you want to. Apparently, you can widen your hips too. That sounds painful. Don't do that. Please don't do that. That shit hurts. Um, but penis size, does the size matter? Now, I'm going to let you guys know that the average penis size in U the U.S. is five to six inches. Five to six inches. That's average. Okay. So... It is not about the size, it's about the way that you're doing it. I've said this before and I'll say it over and over. The thing, thing with bigger penises is that you have a higher chance of hitting that G-spot if you don't know what you're doing. So that's why bigger penises are like, oh my God. Also, it's like a locker room trophy. Basically, I have a big dick, you know, dick throwing contest, what I call it. Um, here's a thing, me and somebody were talking about penis sizes the other day. <laughs> And the thing is, sometimes big penises are just too much work. Like, it's just, it just, it's too much work. It's just too much riding, um, going up and down. And then also, like, it should kind of hurt your tonsils sometimes. So, honestly, a big ass penis is not like on the top of my <laughs> top of the list for some of us. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Okay, so another myth is about circumcised and uncircumcised penises. Um, a 
2016 study from the U.S. National Library of Medicine states that 71.2% of males in the U.S. are circumcised. And the only difference between a circumcised penis and an uncircumcised penis is sensitivity and hygiene. That's it. Um, I had an ex. I have an ex. Uh, how do I tell the story? Okay. I have an ex and... I remember um, a lot of times guys don't understand this. Girls, we do our little we do our little check right when we get a new partner. So we usually like we'll put our hands down there and make sure there's no like bumps or something weird going down there. Um, I like to see the area first, so I really hope it's not dark. I try to make sure it's not dark. Um, so we, we got we got to you know be safe, right? So I had a partner and I didn't see his uh, penis for a while, but I felt it. And I like saw it in the dark and there was nothing weird going on. And to come to find out, it was because, and I, if he never told me, I wouldn't have known because I was so stupid. But it was because he wasn't circumcised. And I guess he got like picked on it on him. He got picked on about it when he was in high school. So he didn't want me to see it because that was like one of his insecurities. And I'm just like, oh, that's kind of sad. That, that's kind of sad, but... There's no difference between a circumcised and uncircumcised penis besides the sensitivity and hygiene. That's basically it. Um, too much sex will loosen a vagina. This is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. And people believe it to this day. The only thing that really loosens your vagina is having more than one child. More than one child. Now, there's different kind of vaginas. <laughs> there's different size vaginas. But studies have shown only having more than one kid is going to loosen it. Now, you can also do things to tighten your vagina. I know females that are very, um, very silly about this. Like, that's like one of the, one of a, a, a fear of many females is like having a loose vagina when they have a new partner. So what they'll do um is wait like weeks in between to try to tighten the vagina but the only thing that really works about <laughs> about um tightening a vagina is um doing exercises like we've heard kegels right but the way to do it is i'm gonna tell you how to do it it's gonna be very vulgar but i'm gonna tell you the way to do it is you put a finger in your vagina Okay, put a finger in your vagina whenever you're doing, taking a shower, whatever. And you have to tighten your vagina walls, not your stomach, not your uterus, none of that. Your vagina walls. And you just do it multiple times, um, a one, one to two minutes, and that's how you tighten your vaginas. But girls have this min misconception. A lot of people have this misconception that a lot of sex will just make give you like a saggy vagina. And now we're going to answer love and lust listener questions. Okay, I got a question. Me and my partner was having a debate, right? Because I need a female point of view. We're talking about pretty much eating cat. <laughs> What's it called? So, I'm saying that whenever you're doing it, you know, mainly you got to focus on the clit and then finger them at the same time. But when you finger them, you like going upwards. You try to hit the G-spot at the same time. They're like a double whammy right there, you know what I mean? He's like, nah, you ain't got to do all that. You know what I mean? So what, what do you think? What, like what, what is your, what's the proper way of doing it? What do you think? Okay, so first off, off nice accent, sir. Um, <laughs> so the proper way of um, hitting the G-spot and doing clitorial stimulations to produce 
a double whammy. Um, I think you should focus on one or the other. So when you are deep inside, deep dick inside, <laughs> focus on hitting the G spot. And then when you're out of there, um, focus on the clitoral stimulation. That way you can isolate those two different ones. But then if you want to try the double whammy, then combine both. If you get what I'm saying. But focus on one or the other, especially if you have not done this before, because it could be too much of a sensation. So the first question I have is, do women get tired of sex? And the answer to that, I think everyone at a certain point um, in a relationship, if your relationship is all about sex, you're going to get tired of it, no matter how good it is um, to keep a good relationship going. You need something more. So it's not necessarily even being tired of the act. It's just like it could get laborious, basically. Um, is anything sexually off limits for me? There are definitely things sexually off limits. Um, I'm not going to say exactly what, but I think that that's something that's super important for you and your partner to discuss so you can see if it's important to you or not important to them or if it's, you know, a deal breaker or not. Um, is Gemini and Cancer compatible for a relationship? I have dated some cancers, like I've quite a few, to be honest, and I'm single, so I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. Um, oh my God. The question is, what do you taste like? I don't know, but if you want references, um, I'm really good with my exes. I can give that to you. Um, I'll shoot you that email. I'm just kidding. Um, how long should the sex last? There's not um, a set time for that. Both of you guys should be pleased at the end of the session, at the dick appointment, sex session, sex, whatever you want to call it. You both should be satisfied and that's how long it should last. And, you know, some people like multiple sessions with, you know, within um, versus just having sex one time. So you guys should, should discuss that. So do you do it multiple times in one session or do you do just a one long one or one short one? That's something that you and your partner needs to discuss. If a dude's having sex for the first time, can y'all tell if he's doing it for the first time? Um, I think the only way that you could really tell if he's doing it for the first time is the awkwardness, right? Like you can watch how something is done, but if you've never done it, then it, you know, it's kind of like your first time is gonna be probably awkward. So that's the only way. It's nothing that you can feel like, oh, that's his first ejaculation. <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't tell that. Not at all. How to properly and respectfully ghost someone. Okay. Um, ghosting is not nice and it really can be very hurtful to, some, to the other person. So basically, I wouldn't really ghost them. I would just say my final piece and that's it. So I'd be like, hey, you know, you're a nice person or maybe they're not a nice person, but um, this is not, you know, going anywhere with me. So just let you know that I wish you the best, but um, I'm not interested in pursuing this anymore. Something like that, right? Send that to them. And then once you're done, you're done. If they, if they um, try to, you know, talk to you back it's up to you to answer but don't just like vanish and disappear because it's it's really not nice it's not 
does sex drive go down because of the anatomy or is it a, com a compatibility issue? Compatibility issue. I don't know why I read it like that. So does sex drive go down because of the anatomy or is it a compatibility issue? Both. It could be both because um, I can like really like having sex with you. I'm talking about a, per a personal thing, but you say something really fucking stupid that can really, <laughs> really mess up our vibe. So and then anatomy, like um, some people do have lower lambido um, during certain times in their life or as they get older. Um, is there such thing as too big or too small? Um, I kind of answered that a little bit um, earlier. Uh, is really how you work your dick, and I will stand by that. Okay. Um, how should a guy in a relationship handle his lust for other women? You should really look at yourself and see what you're missing um, in your relationship, or any even in not even in your relationship with your other person, but maybe the relationship you have with yourself. So um, just figure out why you are seeking somebody else, especially if you are in a traditional relationship with just one other person, because that might be something inside of you that you need to work on, actually. How to do girls like to be touched in order to get in the mood? Um, if you are in a relationship, I tell everyone this. Sex starts the moment you wake up. It starts the moment you wake up. It starts with how you're treating each other. And that's how you get the um, the other person in the mood, the girl in the mood. Um, I tell people that if you want a great sex life in your relationship, this is up for relationships, not just, you know, wing, banging type of shit. You have to participate in each part of your relationship to have a great sex life. You do. And communication is a really good, strong part of that. Do older women just want younger men for sex or for relationships? I don't know. It depends on the person. Just if you're with an older person, make sure they're not using you because that could be the case. They could be using you because they can't. Um, maybe because they like to tell younger people what to do. Uh, maybe because they want the control. Um, and maybe you guys just actually like each other. So I don't know the answer because I don't know all women, but just be cognizant of that. So that is all of our questions for today. I'm curious to know um, if I actually demyth some of the sex myths for you guys. And um, if you guys knew that was the proper way to tighten the vagina, and if you will help your partner tighten her vagina. <laughs> so I'm curious to know about that. Um, my name is Anna Lefebvre. This is Love and Lust, and I will see you next Tuesday. And if you like Love and Lust, please like, comment, and subscribe, and feel free to share with a friend. Love and Lust.